Welcome to Veronica with a K, your guide to the world of global education. As you can guess from the title, my name is Veronica, spelled with a K. I'm a second-year student studying strategic communication and business administration at Washington Lee University in the United States, and I'm doing a study abroad term here at the University of St. Andrews. I'm fortunate to have amazing conversations with international students weekly and share them with you on this show. So fasten your seatbelt for the next hour. We're going around the world with Kenny Hong. Kenny, can you please introduce yourself? Hello, my name is Kenny. Uh, I'm from New York, and I'm studying at St. Andrews. I'm a second year, and right now I'm doing international relations and modern history. I like the for now I'm doing <laughs> Yeah, uh, after my recent essay, maybe not IR anymore. <laughs> maybe not IR. Yeah, I don't know. I have not gotten the feedback on the essay that we met because of yet, so maybe um, uh, we'll see. Brace yourself, brace yourself. Yeah, yeah. They just keep postponing the deadline for some reason. They're like, no. Welcome to St. Andrews. <laughs> They're like, yeah, because of some unseen circumstances, we're not going to give you feedback for another two weeks. And I'm like, yeah, but I had to submit it on time anyways. <laughs> yeah, so you're a full-time student at St. Andrews, but why did you decide, why did you decide to like come and study here instead of staying in New York, which is a very international city, which seems like a fit for your area of interest? Well, when, by the time I was applying to colleges, it was during COVID, and uh, it was during the election, too. So uh, at that point, there was a lot of, I want to say, like, anti-Asian sentiment. And mm. I, I think, in general, my, my parents wanted me to, like, or just do something that made me happy. And my family has been traveling since I was a kid, so I've been traveling a lot, and it wasn't looking that good in the U.S., so I was mainly looking for international schools like St. Andrews. Mm, interesting. So your parents kind of encouraged you to apply abroad, right? Yeah, yeah. Interesting. But, but they, w- they would have been happy. I applied to two schools back home, and it was NYU and Colgate, and mm. I got into both of them, but I, I wanted to go international. Okay, okay. You got into both. That's great. What about your friends? How did you tell your friends about that decision? Well... I, I, I told them, and they weren't really surprised. Like, <laughs> if you ask my ex-girlfriend in my freshman year of high school, I used to joke with her that I would go abroad because she she always wanted to go abroad, and I was like, I'm going to beat you there. Yeah. I'm going to be abroad before you are. <laughs> so I don't think anyone was really surprised. Mm, interesting, yeah. Do you have any advice for people who are about to tell their like their family or their friends that they want to study abroad? Should they start joking? Just do it. <laughs> it's better. I, I, th- I think this is just a common life advice, but just rip off the Band-Aid. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I, I, know, I know people back home who had the opportunity to study abroad and yeah. who, who couldn't afford it or were or families were against it, but eventually they would come around after a while. That's what yeah. I found. Yeah, there are some people who, like, don't tell their fer- family or friends until they got all the decisions, and they're like, yeah, I actually have to live in, like, three months. How about that? You know, I, I think St. Andrews does this thing. It's it Most of the tours happen, like, late semester or, mm-hmm. or, or early first semester, and that's when it's warm in St. Andrews. And then you, <laughs> and then you re- go through, like, six months of just cold, desolate wasteland. <laughs> And I think this is how St. Andrews tricks people. Mm-hmm. This is how they get you. Yeah, and then you take your parents here when it's warm and nice, and they're like, oh, that's actually lovely. Maybe you you have a point there, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. like today, the snow, 
That was so random. It was so bad. Like, it's it's so sunny. I'm walking, and it just, like, starts yeah. snowing for no reason. I mean, say, Scotland is just strange. <laughs> Scotland's in a strange place. Yeah. Like, a few, a few weeks ago, it was almost, like, 60 degrees, and then now it's freezing. Yeah. So. Who would have known? Like, you just don't see it coming. Yeah. But, um, okay, Scotland, your second year here. How's that going overall? Like impressions? I I love the Scottish people. Uh, okay. I'll be honest. They're they're very welcoming. They're very accommodating. Mm-hmm. And I I think something about St Andrews. It's very American. Like a lot of Americans everywhere. Oh yeah. Uh, in my first year, I stayed in Sally's, and the days I didn't leave my hall, it's just like I was back in America. Like, <laughs> my, my entire hallway was just Americans everywhere. Were they also like full time students, or were they exchange? Or no, they were all full time. Like full, wow. a, a lot of full time Americans. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And out of all places, right? Why did you apply to St Andrews? Well, I'll be honest. I, I wanted to apply to Oxford and Cambridge, and then I missed the deadline. <laughs> so what I did, I, I searched up, I searched up best universities for history because okay. I, I entered on a history degree. Oh. And. It was it's St Andrews popped up and Durham sh- popped up and I applied to both of them and then yeah. I got accepted to both. I was like, crap! Now I have to choose oh. between both of them. Look at you, Colgate, NYU, St Andrews. Wow! I know. Wow! My, my parents are, are so proud of me. Honestly, as they should be, yeah. as they should be, because now St Andrews is what number one university in the UK. So. Yeah, you know. Uh, so what I did get into some Ivy Leagues. You know, they're all second-rate <laughs> universities to St. Andrews anyway. That is so true. Yeah. So true. Honestly, go St. Andrews. That is lovely. That is lovely. Have um, a lot of your friends applied to study abroad as well? or? Um, not really. Uh, so I, I'm from Long Island now, but I grew up in the city. Mm-hmm. So a lot of my friends on Long Island, none of them really had aspirations to travel abroad. Like, I have a few friends who have never even left the line. Wow. So (laughs) they're very, like, stay-in-one-place kind of people. But there are some who have considered studying abroad, but they don't really know if they'll mesh well with the people or Mm -hmm. if if they're unable to speak the language. But I I encourage everyone to study abroad. Like, this is the most fun I've had in my life. (laughs) (laughs) You know, so true. I, I agree. Even, like, this semester abroad, it feels like, a little movie going on, you know, just like out of all daily concerns, you're, you're just, you don't have them. You're just like, yeah. you're just vibing. I love that. And you know, there's always has to be that friend who goes abroad and like no one knows what he's doing. So I think for a lot of friends, they're your friends, you are that person. Yeah. I, I actually got the complaint from one of my wow. friends. And my, she was like, Kenny, how come you never really update us? And I was like, <laughs> I'll start posting more on my Instagram story. I'll, I'll try posting more. Yeah. Keep you guys in the loop. Yeah, so. and be like, yeah, I'm alive. All yeah, good. Yeah, All exactly. good. You know, no no one kidnapped me. I know a lot of people have um, concerns when their friends or, like, children go abroad. They're like, oh, my God, someone's going to kidnap yeah, you. And yeah. like, of course. D- definitely. The most possible thing that can happen is someone kidnapping you. You know, St. Andrews is really dangerous with that 0% crime rate. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, and, like, zero people on the streets at night. Yeah. Like, it looks so dead. Like, I stayed here over the break, and I was walking back to um, DRA, right, to, like, further, further apartment complex. Yeah. And there's not a single person I encounter on my way. Yeah. St. Andrews is just like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, your family and friends, do they come and, like, visit you here? Have they been? Um, do they plan to? I, I have one of my close friends coming in, like, 
a month. But my mom's coming to visit, but my brother and dad haven't. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. I uh, some of my friends want to, but like Scotland is so out of the way, and I'm only really here during term time, mm. and they they have like their own college stuff to do, so yeah. it, it's kind of hard to find the time. Yeah, and like to see that if your breaks like overlap, but at yeah. the same time you don't really want to be here over the break. And yeah, exactly. It's super complicated. And just kind of circling back to posting on Instagram and in general, how do you keep in touch with your family and friends since they even complain about it? Any other like ideas that you came up with? Well, <laughs> most of my phone calls with my friends are usually at like 2 a.m. our time. Oh, yeah. I'm pretty drunk. <laughs> and I'm talking about like what went on in my day. I ask how they're doing. But with my family, we just have a group chat. We just I I, I call my mom like twice a week. Oh, I te- that's I, so I send nice. photos to my family group chat and yeah. That's, that's lovely. Yeah, you're just like I am alive, cheese. Yeah, I love exa- that. Exactly. Yeah. And speaking of home, so since you're coming from New York, right? Like Long Island, Long Island, grew up in the city. But um, how was the change to the small San Andrews going? Well, I, I'm from a small town called Mount Sinai, and I think we only have like maybe 1,200 people in that town. Oh, okay. <laughs> so there's okay. more people in San Andrews than in the town. So, uh, but I over over the summer, I really like. I went into the city a lot, like New York City, yeah. and I, I think I just missed being around a lot of people. This is the summer mm-hmm. before my first year. So coming coming to St. Andrews, being around more people all the time, I was like, this is great. Yeah. I, I, I like this experience. I like having things going on all the time. It's better than being in, like, middle-of-nowhere town with, like, nothing going on. Absolutely. Going bowling, like, every other day. <laughs> a lot of bowling. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I, I understand the town that I study in, in the U.S. is super, super small. And people ask me, like, oh, my God, how do you find St. Andrews? St. Andrews is so small. I was like, it's bigger. Yeah. It's literally bigger than my U.S. town. So, like, do not judge me that. I, I think it also kind of helps that I can drink alcohol legally here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Definitely. We love the 18-year-old. Exactly. It's great. Yeah. Absolutely. And um, so you've traveled a lot in your life. Can you tell me about the most recent trip you had? We just had the break. Tell me all about it. Well, uh, we went to Marrakesh. Uh, th- this is actually the second North African country I've been to okay. in my life. I don't really remember the first one, but <laughs> okay. I was like three. Oh, but wow. but I I think it was a really fun experience. Uh, I, I've I, I find that a lot of the time when we were there, it was very much like a cultural learning experience. Mm-hmm. I, I definitely felt like I I don't want to say I, ha- I haven't experienced something like that before, but like. In recent memory, I, okay. I haven't. So I was I, I really enjoyed learning about the culture, the food. Well, the food was okay. The food was okay. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> what was going on there with food? Well, a lot of it was very meat-based. Mm-hmm. And I just don't like couscous. Oh, Everything yeah. was served with couscous. And I'm just not a big couscous guy. Gotcha. Moroccan meatballs, though. 10 out of 10. Okay. I would highly recommend. And their local dish, <laughs> uh, it's it's called tangine. It's mm-hmm. like served in a clay, oh. a clay dish type of type of thing. And it's very nice, very nice. That's so cool. What's in it? Like, you well, uh, <laughs> the mystery remains. <laughs> a, lo- a lot of meat, but oh, okay. Yeah, tangine refers to the dishware, I think. And you could have like chicken tangine. You can have 
beef tangerine. Oh, it's like, oh, so you can choose. Yeah, interesting, yeah, yeah. interesting. And you said it was like very interesting cultural experience. What are some highlights? Like, well, just going to Mar- Marrakesh. We we stayed in this neighborhood neighborhood called the Medina. Mm-hmm. It's basically a lot of markets. So <laughs> every basically every turn was a new market. We walked around like we visited a. Welding section, a lighting section. Okay. Visit the main square. It was just market after market. A that's lot of so shops. Cool. Did you see anything weird that they were selling? Like something that stood out to you, and be like, "Why on earth? Who's gonna buy this?" Yeah, quite a bit actually. Really? Uh, I uh, there was a Louis Vuitton like football. <laughs> okay, <laughs> <A> football. <laughs> yeah, and a Louis Vuitton American football, and oh. I was, I, I was a bit. Take it back. Uh, I kind of wanted to buy it just to have. <laughs> yeah, I cannot even. I mean, I can imagine it. I was just like, "What? What do you do with it? Do you put it on like a little pedestal yeah. in your in your bedroom and be like, oh my god?'" I'm I'm not sure if you could use it as an actual football. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm not sure. That's um, honestly with like Paris Fashion Week. Maybe it's the new trend. We just are not aware of it yet. Maybe maybe it will become a family heirloom. Yeah, maybe. maybe I should have bought one. You know, you, you would have hopped in on the trend early. Yeah, exactly. Honestly, you should, you, sh- you really should have. I'll you go really back. Should've. I'll go back for it. <laughs> just for it. Yeah. Like, just simply to get it. Okay, that's that sounds so interesting. Did you get to visit, like, other cities there, or? Oh, we, we stayed mainly in Marrakesh. Mm-hmm. Marrakesh is one of the biggest cities in Morocco. I don't want to say the biggest, because I'm not exactly sure. Yeah. But we, we spent about f- four nights, five days there. So it's very expensive city, very expensive. Very oh, large. I bet. Way bigger than St. Andrews. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, you know, you, you got out of here for a bigger city. I love that. And you keep saying we. Who did you go with? Uh, I just went with some friends of mine. Nice. Uh, mainly friends I made in first year. And we were in the same hall together, so I just went with them. The American ones? Yeah, the American <laughs> The American ones. ones. Okay, fun. Fun times. And, um, well, you said that you don't really remember your early trips, but what is the first travel experience that you actually remember? Do you remember where it was, too? It, it was to South Africa. Okay. I was around three or four years old. And, and the reason I remember this is because I got locked out of my room. No. <laughs> so I just started, like, crying in the hallway. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, I well... I left my room to go knock on my mom and dad's room, yeah. but they went for breakfast. So then I got locked out of both rooms. Oh, and, and I was no just, one was there? Yeah, I was just crying in the hallway until one of the uh, staff came. I don't really remember much outside of that trip, but <laughs> that's, the, that's the core memory for me on that trip. Dave, that's so sad. I know. Yeah. Wait, um, so, okay, that's your first, and that's your, well... The first year, remember, yeah. and the most recent trip. Do you have any favorite trips that you've been on? Uh, I uh, over over winter break, I stayed with my friend's family in Italy. Oh, this really, winter break? Yeah, yeah, this Ooh, winter break. That was recent. I really enjoyed it. A lot of food. I, I think before I left, I ate four slices of homemade lasagna oh from God. her mom, and oh, that sounds so good. Italian food, I, I think, is hard to beat in general. Italian okay. food is amazing. That's that's a very good point. Okay. What is one place that you think everyone must visit in their lifetime from your experience? Oh, one place everyone must yeah. visit. I'm a big fan of Vienna. Okay. V- Vienna, I, I think the people of Vienna resonated with me more than anything else. Oh, it really? was very much, 
I want to consider myself a lazy person, but <laughs> okay. I, 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 Where are you going with this? I, I'm quite a laid back person, and the culture in Vienna is very similar. Like they, they're they're very laid back. It's a very chill atmosphere. The people are very welcoming, and the food's good. So. What more? What more can you want? That is so true, but that is so interesting because since you like grew up in New York City, I would assume that you're like not chill. Yeah. But from what you're saying, it's the opposite. Wow. Maybe it was me moving away from the city that yeah. added added some breaks to my speed. If you see me walking around New York City, I'm still <laughs> bolting around. Yeah. I mean. I don't want to get mugged, so I gotta I gotta walk with some pace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you gotta keep it up. No, that's totally fair. That's totally fair, and it's it's healthy to take breaks. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people forget about it. I yeah. n- now now my friends know me as a pretty slow walker. Wow. I, I I get quite <laughs> I get a lot of angry words from my friends about walking too slowly <laughs> in St Andrews. In St Andrews, interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. You're just you, you you gotta step up your pace, I guess. Yeah, apparently. But honestly, maybe they should slow down. That's what I'm saying. That's what I say all the time. You yeah. gotta you gotta enjoy life. Yeah, such a nice like the sun is out right now. Hopefully, it's not even snowing. You know, the beach is right there. Like, why would you rush? You know, I yeah, I'll, I'll start using that. I'll say the sun's out, the beach yeah. is out. Yeah, <laughs> it's not like, snowing. Exactly. Like, what else can you wish for? Yeah, I, I'll, so, like, I'll, a slow I'll, walk. I have to start saying that. I'm telling you, definitely, it's definitely gonna work. <laughs> yeah. So you traveled a lot, and like cultural shock is still a thing, I assume. Um, have you experienced any cultural shocks when you came to the UK to study? There's a distinct lack of spice in the food. Oh, definitely. Yeah. yeah. The food in the, I don't want to say the food in the UK is bad, but it's it's not great. It's mm-hmm. not great. I think my two favorite culinary discoveries in the UK have been. Beans on toast and Nando's. And <laughs> Nando's. <laughs> I have not been yet. You're missing out. I'm missing out. You're missing out on one of the cornerstones of British culture. Okay. I saw Kenya. I think they're like they're definitely tracking me. I got a TikTok ad for it. Yeah. And I pass it every day, but I've never come inside. And I feel like they really want me to. Like I just keep seeing the ads now. Take the leap. Go in. <laughs> it's worth okay. it. Okay. What is the recommendation there? What should I order? The double chicken wrap. Lemon and herb with peri peri salted chips, and I like mushy peas, okay. but I know that's kind of controversial. So the they're just their mashed potatoes are good too. Their mm. halloumi sticks are also good. Okay, I absolutely love that I have it on the record because I cannot really write it down right now. But I'm gonna re-listen to it, and yeah, you no, should. that sounds great. Thank you so much for the recommendation. Yeah, so you are a very big on like food. I assume from what you were saying, like, you really highlight the food. The food is the love of my life. It's what keeps it going, literally. Literally, (laughs) yeah. As it should. As it should. So, okay. We have the Italy, the Italy food, right? But um, what is the best dish that you tried and where was it? Oh, my God. I know know it's a hard one. I didn't expect these hard-hitting questions. (laughs) Um, The best dish I've had. Yes. There... I think back to basics, I like a really good steak, and the best steak I had was in a steakhouse in New York City called Smith & Walensky's when I was 16 years old on my birthday, and it was a medium-rare ribeye I had with my mom and dad, 
And I don't know what they did to that steak, but that steak is like imprinted on my memory. Wow. I can still see it. <laughs> I can still see it to this day. That's that that is so specific. I absolutely love this. Yeah. I absolutely Is that the food that you miss from New York City or is there anything else that you miss too? I miss good burgers. I I really do miss good burgers. There there are no good burgers in St. Andrews. <laughs> I in fact, I know where I the best burger I've had in Scotland is. It's Where? this, it's this burger restaurant on the Royal Mile called Ooh. the Byron, and the Byron has incredible burgers. I think I think they call themselves an American style burger, <laughs> <laughs> so it makes sense. It makes sense why it appeals Checks to me. Checks out. Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna add it to my Edinburgh list. Yeah, you should. I, I, I'm glad that I've been giving so many food recommendations. Absolutely, because I am. Um, like I pr- I'm pretty much very hesitant on like trying new food. Mm-hmm. Once I do it, I'm like, okay, that's good. Most of the cases, but like it just takes a lot of me to try. So I absolutely absolutely appreciate all the food recommendations. I, I think you could tell a lot about a culture based on their food. Yeah. Like I I I spent my entire life traveling, and well, you, you can see great architecture. You can mm-hmm. see you can see so many great things. But at the end of the day, it's the food. It's the food which differentiates it. Yeah. 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 I feel like I've been missing out so much food-wise on this show cuz we never really talk about it. And I think I'm I'm so glad that I have you here today to talk about it because it is a very impor- important cultural aspect. And as you were saying like in the UK like it's not like very spicy mm-hmm. or anything. Like I always have to take like six bags of like pepper in in the dining hall just yeah. to like make me feel something, you know. <laughs> Literally. So yeah, thank you so much for sharing so much about your personal and cultural experiences. Um, We're going to take a quick break for a song before we move on to academics and social life abroad topics. But in honor of the Women's History Month, which is kind of ironic since I have my male (laughs) guest here today, but, you know, it's it's, it's a great guest, so you you cannot judge me for that. Um, Today's break, we are going to be playing powerful female singers. So let's enjoy a track from Lizzo, and we're going to be back shortly. Welcome back to Veronica with a K, a show about international students and their stories. Here with me today is Kenny Hong, a student at the University of St. Andrews from the United States. He is a super experienced traveler, which we talked a bit right before. So if you're just joining us, now we're diving into social aspect of his lifestyle and academics here at St. Andrews as an international student. So St. Andrews has one of the best programs in international relations. Can you tell me more about how the coursework is structured? Like, do you get a lot of practical assignments? How does that work? Uh, for IR, it's very much based on, yeah, I, or at least at the sub-honors level, you get two essays and then a final exam. In each of these essays, uh, these prompts are very research-based. They're very independent-based. Mm. So uh, you, you get a lot of prompts which are... Uh, at, like before you have the lecture, uh, most recently I saw there was this prompt on can, can states be terrorists, and Ooh. we haven't we haven't had the terrorism lecture yet, and we haven't really covered that. Yeah. So it's very independent, research based, and yeah, you do two of them a semester basically. Wow, and you so like you still the essay is due before the lecture, so you have to do the research by yourself, right? Uh, <clears throat> or not necessarily. No, not necessarily. Mm. So, Sometimes, or most of the time, the uh, you start the essay and then the lecture comes, but the deadline's in, at like the end of the semester or mm. middle of the semester. So, 
Yeah, that's, that's usually how it's broken up. Mm-hmm. Do you have any area of interest when it comes to international relations that you typically write your essays on? or? Not not really. Uh, I, I don't want to say that I'm a... I prescribe to the realist school of IR because I know that's a bit controversial, okay. but but that's the easiest to write about. Mm, <laughs> like taking okay. that perspective is definitely the easiest to write an essay on. Mm, okay, so. interesting. But you said that you started here at St Andrews on like history track. Yeah, yeah. Right. So how did that work out? You're still doing history and you're doing IR, and like how how this IR part became part of your degree. So before I applied, I wanted to apply for history and IR, but I, uh, I was talking to my parents and I told them like I, I, I was always good at history mm-hmm. in high school, political science, eh, eh. okay. And uh, coming here, I was like, some of my history classes are really boring. <laughs> I, I'm sorry if you like ancient history, but it's it's not good history. Mm-hmm. It, any any person who takes classics or ancient history. Not not fun. Not yeah. fun. So I, I wanted something else to fill that spot. So I decided I'll just pick up IR to fill up the open section. And now I'm an IR modern history student. I love that. And what do you imply by modern history, if you can elaborate on that? Uh, modern history is about fall of the Byzantine Empire to modern day. Like oh, okay. Current day. So everything past the Middle Ages is modern history. Or that is classified as modern history. Mm, okay, so when you were choosing, like when you were choosing the programs, is there anything particular that stood out to you for like modern history and like IR at St Andrews? Uh, well, for IR, your your you your your classes are required, so I didn't really have much choice in mm-hmm. selecting my IR classes. But for the history section, I did have more kind of. Uh, Choices. You, mm-hmm. as a history student, you have the choice between taking, basically, an ancient history class, a medieval class, or a modern history class. Mm. So, you crossed the first two out. And be like, yeah, 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 modern history. As a person who took a medieval history class first semester of mm-hmm. this year and a classics, a ancient history class last year, modern history is the way to go. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's that. That that's a very interesting take. I'm I'm not sure if I can call it a hot take, but I mean, not the area of my specialization, but it's very interesting to hear like your inside opinion on this. Yeah, don't talk to any any people in the school of history though. They're, they're, it's going to it's going <laughs> to erupt into a fist fight. Wow, wow. Okay, that's dramatic. So, um since you're doing two disciplines, does it work the same like similar to the way it works in the US when you double major? Like do you get two degrees? Do you get one degree? How does that work? Uh you know? I think you get one degree. Mm-hmm. It's just a joint uh, bachelor's, basically, equivalent oh, of a okay. bachelor's. Uh, so, something very different with the UK education system is that very it's very much very, uh, independent-focused. Meanwhile, my friends back home in the U.S. are doing coursework every day. Like, they have so, uh, so many assignments. But really, for St. Andrews, it's very much your own time management, your own research. Mm-hmm. And you're responsible for everything, basically. Yeah. I also felt that, just, like, in comparison, it feels like there are way more, like, weekly-slash-daily assignments and, like, busy work in the U.S. rather than here, as you were saying, like, you have two essays and an exam. Yeah. So it's, like, pretty stable, and, like, as long as you manage your time wisely, you should be fine. Which, speaking of, 
how do you find like the demanding coursework for both disciplines? Do you manage? <clears throat> sorry, do you manage your time wisely? Like, oh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the the good answer I would say was yes, okay. yes I do. But in in honesty, at sub honors level, because everything is pass or fail, basically. I I basically rarely go to lectures. I I hope none of my lecturers or tutors uh, will listen to this. But it's okay. I I, I only do the readings, mm-hmm. and I skip most of my lectures. I think the readings are the most important part of sub honors because that's what gives you most of the information. Like lectures Interesting. are yeah, like lectures are good and all, but it only gives you an overview. And what I what I really do is I looked at the PowerPoint slides and then I just do all the readings for my tutorials, which uh, is quite a bit. It's quite a bit. But yeah, I, I bet with IR and modern history, I bet there are a lot of readings in there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, you keep saying like sub honors, honors. Can you tell me more about like the like the difference? How does that work? So, to my understanding, yeah, fair. <laughs> everything sub honors. It's your first two years here. Mm-hmm. And it's basically all pass or fail. So oh. it doesn't. It technically doesn't count towards your degree. You just can't fail <laughs> so because oh. if you fail in sub honors, you can't progress to honors. But honors, it does count. And like you know, like first class, second. There's a distinction between first class, second class, and third class uh, merit like oh, uh, really? grades. Oh, and is it like the twenty yeah, yeah, base scale? Yeah. yeah. So, well, can you break it down for me? Um, to your to, to the best of understanding cuz I'm so confused about that. From so I uh, from school to school it's slightly different. Mm-hmm. But 16 to 20 or no, 16 to 18 I think is counted as first class. Anything higher than 18 is first class with distinction. Oh wow. Uh 14 or 13 to 16 is second class I think. And everything below that is first class, and then eventually there's a cutoff point for fail. But oh. uh, it varies from school to school, and I don't really have the best grasp of it myself. <laughs> I just know I'm not failing. So that that's what matters, yeah. literally. Yeah, because I was confused. Well, as I told you in the beginning, my essay feedback got delayed, so I have no idea how is that gonna go because they are also talking about like the twenty base twenty point scale. And I was yeah. like, what on earth? Because, you know, in the U.S. it's, like, 100 mm-hmm. or, like, letter-based, which is still weird because in Russia we have, like, a five-scale point, like, five-point scale. Yeah. So it's just, like, uh, I don't know why they cannot develop, like, a single-scale system so that it would actually be, um, what, what's it called, more, more easy to understand, easier to understand for I, I think St. Andrews is the only only university with that grading scale. Really? Yeah. Okay. Okay, it's just a St. Andrews. Yeah, it's They're just like, a St. Andrews yeah, thing. We're the first university in the UK. We're going to yeah, have exactly. our, our own system. Duh. The joke's on you. <laughs> Literally. So, um, once again, coming back to, like, your double... Can I call it double majoring? I think I can, I right? call it double majoring. Okay, so. lovely. As long as you call it double majoring, well, I, I can do it, it too. I think the actual name is joint degree, but double joint major, degree. joint degree. Yeah, depending on where you're at. Yeah. So, um, yeah, do you have any advice for people who are considering double majoring or joint degree? Don't do it in STEM. <laughs> I think. Okay. Why? I think that's what I hear. It's a, it's a lot more work in STEM. Mm. Uh, humanities do it do it if it's closely related. 
Like mm-hmm. modern history and IR, they lead into each other. I have friends who do social anthropology and IR, and they are both very close to each other. So do two closely related subjects. Don't do yeah. philosophy and, I don't know, geography. <laughs> that that seems Fair. very, very separate to me. But if you enjoy it and it's relatively close together, then just go for it. Okay. Yeah, so it's like it's important to be strategic about it, right? And yeah. just like ma- make sure that you figure out. Okay, kind of moving more to your like extracurriculars. So you play tennis for the university, right? Yes, I do. How did you end up choosing that sport? Uh, I, I played tennis as a kid and oh. I, I played from when I was three to eight. And then I stopped, and then I picked it up again when I was 11 to 12. And okay. then I stopped, and then COVID <laughs> happened. So I had a lot of free time. So I just picked up tennis again. Okay. And basically, I was playing tennis before I came to uni, and then I came here. And I'm not, I, I needed to do something more active, and I ended up just doing tennis here. That's cool. That's cool. Um, do you know, like, back in the U.S., we have a lot of, like, not a lot, but we still have, like, physical education requirement to graduate. Is that a thing here? Because I didn't really see any PE classes, but maybe I just didn't see them. I think so, but not not at the uni level. Oh, uh, okay. My, uh, my, my, my British friends tell me that they did. Like, some of them did GCSE in What's physical that? education. It's It's like... I'm not exactly sure. Okay. I'm not exactly Fair. sure. But Yeah, cuz I don't know either. Yeah, it's some British thing. Some okay. British thing. Okay. Yeah. We 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 won't know about it, but if you guys want to yeah. look it up, please do. <laughs> you can send me a DM about it cuz I do not know what that is. But, you know, it's all it's all research. Yeah. Every day we learn something new. I'm going to research it after I get back home. Okay. But um do you do any other extracurricular activities here? Like uh, societies? I, I'm currently involved with a society called New Global Normal. It's basically a cross-cultural society. Ooh. It's it's very much exposing people to more cultures, promoting a more inclusive environment. Oh, that's amazing. What kind of events do you guys host? So I'm on the magazine side of things. So I okay. we, we publish a magazine, and it's basically articles written by people on their experiences and like uh, what experiences they've had, what is or certain things going on in the world that they want to write about. Yeah. Uh, but I know the other side of the society hosts events. Like, we we just had a fundraiser for victims of the Turkey and Syria wow. earthquakes. We it was you guys. we hosted a movie a movie night on a I, I don't exactly know what movie, but it had something to do with the UN. It had something to do with it. Interesting. Yeah. That's so cool. So being a guest on this podcast kind of falls into the realm of your interest. I love yeah. that. Yes, that's that's amazing. Is there anything that you really want to try to do, but you didn't have a chance to do it yet? Uh, I want to get more involved with Dog Walking Society. Not going to lie. <laughs> I'm a big fan of dogs. So Dog Walking Society is something I really want to get more involved in. Mm-hmm. I mean, I go to dog cuddling, but I want to start going on the walks more. But I'm always on a tennis court, basically. So... I don't really have time for Fair. for dog walking. Fair. But that would be so cute. And once again, you can walk slowly, enjoy the beach, the sun. Yeah, exactly. Soon, and the dogs. It's it's everything it's I would ever perfect. want. L- quite literally, yeah. So in the U.S., we have, like, um, work-study positions. It's kind of going off. Well, it's not really related. It's kind of changing the topic a little. But anyways... Yeah. We have, like, work-study positions. Is there um, something similar here? Like, do you work or...? Uh, there... 
I'm not exactly sure on mm -hmm. that front. I I'm, I'm a co-owner of a tennis shop that me and my friend uh, are running in St Andrews right now. I like and how casually you just say it. You're like, I'm a co-owner of a shop. Yeah, well, <laughs> well, we're doing that mainly, and that's basically <laughs> making enough revenue for me. But I, I have a lot of friends who uh, work in different shops and around town. Yeah, I know some people working as. Uh, Caterer, caterers for halls. So that's so cool. Wait, so you like sell tennis related like items? Yeah, or? yeah. Uh, we sell tennis related items. We currently have worked out a deal with one of the biggest like retailers in oh my God. the UK. So congratulations! Thank you. Thank that's you. great. Like it's been what it's been like forty minutes of us talking, and you didn't even mention it once. Well, yeah, it didn't really. Okay, well, also, also, I technically can't say I own a business on a student visa, so. Oh, because you don't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't. don't. I don't. I'm just you an don't. employee. I'm yeah. just an employee. Yeah, yeah, you're like, you're helping out. It's yeah, exactly. I, I'm helping out my friend. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. So, um, speaking of, like, work, can you tell me about, like, professional practice in your sphere here at St. Andrews, like, have you done or, like, do you plan to do any internships or something like that? Uh, so I, I'm planning to do an internship. I Actually, uh, this coming summer, I'm planning to do an internship with the Yankees because I'm a big baseball fan. Okay. So, and I was able to get that internship through my father who, like, had some business with the Yankees for a while. Awesome. But uh, the summer after this year, I'm planning – or after uh, – the summer after this coming summer – I'm planning to work for an embassy, which I also got the connection through my father. So, That's so sick. Yeah. But uh, I think the internships really – my perspective is internships really don't matter for your subject until after your third year. Mm -hmm. Like that's when you should be focusing. First and second year, just do what you like. Just do what you – have fun. Have fun. Absolutely. No, that, that is a great point. That is, that is a great point. And congratulations. That's going to be great. So you're coming back in the U.S. for the summer, right? Yeah, yeah, I am. Okay, awesome. And just to wrap up the academic kind of side of things, so what is something you wish you knew about studying abroad before starting? It's a hard one, I know. <laughs> I wish I knew how much reading there was. Like, I, I always <laughs> thought, I knew that there was, a, there was going to be a lot of reading. Yeah. But now, now after, it's like, it's like falling off a cliff and you keep hitting the side on your way down. So that's what it feels like. Fair. Fair. That is that is a good point. Yeah. People should be aware. And especially if it's in non like it's not in your native language. Yeah. It like makes it ten times worse sometimes. Yeah. So thank you so much for sharing all of this. Um <clears throat> sorry, next we're gonna be talking about social life as a full time international student. But now we're gonna take a quick break for another song to cheer y'all up before the weekend because it's Wednesday, we're halfway there. And once again, Women's History Month. So, Veronica with a K here again. Today I'm talking to Kenny Hong, an international student at the University of St. Andrews in Scotland from New York. We've talked about some academic differences and nuances, and now we're moving to the fun social aspect. It is a hard thing to build your social life from zero, so I'm very excited to hear what you have to say about that. But first, how was the moving process? Like, uh, logistically, it's so hard. Uh, it was a lot easier my second year, but first year, I think uh, me, me and my mom brought about three suitcases, so okay. a lot of luggage with us. <laughs> and I, I think in your first year, you realize 
I don't really need this much. Mm-hmm. So in second year, I traveled uh, like way more, way more light, way more light. Uh, also, in my first year, they they like lost my luggage on the no. on the airplane. So, so I, I spent about five days in a hotel wearing the same clothes. <laughs> it was terrible. I'm just glad I didn't go into town. I didn't yeah. meet anybody. So oh, that's good. <laughs> I know. Did they find it? Yeah, yeah, oh, they, oh, they eventually okay. found it. At, at least, at least that's that's a good thing. If you fly British Airways on a connecting flight between London Heathrow and Edinburgh, <gasps> don't recommend it. Also, don't leave Newark in a, during a hurricane. Okay. <laughs> don't leave Newark during a hurricane. I think that also contributed to it. Okay, okay, that was a series of unfortunate events right there. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, speaking of, um, what is your living situation here? Like, do you live in dorms? Do you have like flatmates, housemates, something? Uh, right now, I live in a flat with uh, my academic uncle, a f- a fifth year. It's like he he was in my academic family. I. Okay. Another St. Andrews tradition. Yes. Can you like tell me a little more about it? So, what is that? In your first year, you get adopted by third years, <laughs> which basically become your parents, your academic parents. Okay. So, and then you you basically do a lot of family events together, and then it leads up to this thing called raisin, where everybody gets drunk for the full day, and then does random stuff around town, oh my and then God. it ends with a foam fight, and then... Most most families disband after raisin, but some families stick together and keep doing events. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. What about second years? You said third years adopt first years, but are like second are you left out right now? Uh, second years are supposed to do revenge on their parents. So basically, it's oh. raisin but backwards. Wow. Yeah. Did you do your revenge? Uh, unfortunately, I did not. But oh, dang. I I think I I joined somebody else's raisin though. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Which was which was pretty fun. You were like unpaid actor in their race. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> interesting, interesting. Like better than revenge. Yeah. Um. How did you meet your closest friends here? Was it through tennis, or how did that work? Uh. So I, I want to say I really have t- two to three friend groups here. I mean, the tennis group I met through tennis, but mm-hmm. the my, my many of the guys I hang out with I met in my first year in halls. Halls was mm. uh, the best way I to meet people in first year. And uh, I was also dating this English girl for a bit, so I stopped by her hall quite a bit, and I became friends mm. I, I became friends with people in her hall, and uh, they're still my friends today. So Nice. Worked nice. out well. I'm, I'm glad you kept the friendship going. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. That, that probably was an interesting experience, but yeah, that's the person we're not going to get into that. <laughs> but um, what would you say is the main difference between building social relationships here and in the U.S.? Uh, I, uh, to be honest, I feel <laughs> as if it's quite quite similar. Really? To be honest, okay. I mean, coming from a small town on Long Island, uh, a lot of it was I knew the same people for multiple years in a row. We went to the same middle school, we went mm-hmm. to the same high school, so everybody knew each other, especially at a small school. And yeah. I think St. Andrews is very much like that. It's a small university, so you see these people day in, day out, mm-hmm. every. Every every year, and people in St Andrews are are always willing to talk, so they're <laughs> willing to make new friends. That's what I found. Yeah, that's great. They're open. Um, do you would you say that um, a lot of your friends are like also international students, or is it like a mix? Yeah, a lot of international <clears throat> students. A lot. I think I only have about six or seven Scottish friends. <laughs> Everyone else is from everywhere around the world. 
fair because it's such an inter- international place. Like I think I only met like two actual Scottish people here. Yeah, yeah. I don't know where they all went. We're in Scotland. I don't know what they're up to. That's a great question. <laughs> Literally, yeah. Um, so we were talking earlier about like general culture shock, and have you experienced any like social culture shock in the meaning of like do people, for example, like say something and you're like, where is that coming from? Or I think I expected it, or I, I felt that more my first year okay. than my second year. There were a lot of sayings that I, I had no idea what meant. I didn't know what a Hoover was, and then I found out it was a oh. vacuum cleaner. Oh, yeah. When people say, or and then just general stuff like lift, pavement, the... Ground floor. Ground floor, yeah. Sends me every time. I, I, mean, I mean, I go home, and then I say these things, and they're like, Kenny... Stop speaking British. Stop saying flat. Stop saying flatmate. Or you're back in America. Yeah, yeah. Stop speaking British. <laughs> Honestly, so true. I feel like my friends over the phone say the same thing to me now. They're like, what's that? Yeah. I don't know. Just It's just like, that's what people call it here. Yeah. And, um, well, that's more of a like, social life here at St. Andrews. What about traveling? Like, so you said that you went to Morocco with your friends, but do you typically go with, like, a set group of people? Or, like, do you meet people there like what type of traveler are you uh i usually travel with a group of people okay yeah okay and usually by the end of it we all hate each other and then and then <laughs> maybe after two days we start talking again yeah then you're like oh we need we need we need a break yeah pretty much yeah because i mean if you live together with people like they get on your nerves eventually yeah, yeah. and like we all need our own social time anyways yeah well i think your story in general is super inspiring and um, what advice you would give to students who are considering colleges abroad? Do it. It's, it's, okay. Yeah, you're, you're in the prime of your life. Uh, <clears throat> there, you might never have a chance to do something like this again. So just do it. That's so true. That's so true. Um, do you have any other um, destinations on your list right now where you want to go? I, I, I really do want to go back and visit China. Uh, okay. I, I haven't been there for about four or five years. So I, I just want to see it again. That's going to be great because they are starting to lift the restrictions, right? Yeah, 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 they are. Okay. Can't I, wait. Yeah, I really, really hope that you will be able to do it. Thank you so much for coming in and talking to me today. It was lovely to hear about your experience. And if you guys are joining us, everything is going to be recorded and it's going to be up on Spotify, Apple Music, and other major streaming platforms. Follow Veronica at uh, Veronica with WK on Instagram to keep up with new episode. And Kenny, thank you so much for coming in. It was lovely to talk to you. And I hope you guys have a good week.